guys, uh, this is Florent from uh, Hammerhub, and uh, welcome back to uh, Emerge, or podcast series. And today I'm with uh, James. Uh, he is an entrepreneur, and they are developing uh, business uh, in Bali. Can you tell us a bit more about your business idea and uh, how you came to Bali and why you think uh, this uh, business is growing now, uh, just in a, in a few months? Uh, so uh, thank you for joining us and I'm super happy to having you today. Sure, so let's go. Yeah. Um, so what brought us, what brought me to Bali, um, I was working in Vietnam for the past five years. Uh, there was, I think, a mixture of I need to find myself and kind of come here and relax after a very uh, hard slog in Vietnam. Uh, and then arriving in Bali, we realized that there was a lot of opportunity around for us to help uh, and also develop business. When uh, Vaughn, my business partner, came came over, he had a. We sat together and we had a coffee. And uh, one of our first things that we noticed was that there was a lot of um, there was a lot of there were a lot of barriers when it came to basic yeah. service. Yeah. One of those barriers was English, and the other mm -hmm. barrier was uh, basic skills training. So we developed serviceable uh, and serviceable trains uh, service industry staff Balinese service industry, industry staff in English and basic hospitality training in a nutshell yeah yeah but uh, that's one of the thing uh, indeed Bali is a very great place I think um, in terms of tourism uh, with a lot of opportunities mm -hmm. uh, and it's interesting in your story because most of the time sometimes is uh, okay what kind of business idea I have and you say I had a coffee with somebody and uh, mm -hmm. usually it's yeah it's like that you talk with somebody and uh, uh, an idea grow and Bali is uh, is full of opportunities like that because it's uh, it's a full of uh, of expats or people or mm -hmm. local people that are growing also their their ideas here and I, I think like you said um, it's a very great place for uh, serviceable because mm -hmm. you have a lot of uh, hotels here and one of the point indeed is um, is the the island go fast go fast yeah. they have a lot of hotels but sometimes also the culture between uh, what people expats sometimes can uh, expect and what the the they are used to have in their countries yeah it might be different sometimes with the realities they can face in some uh, service and mm -hmm. I think people are willing to learn also I don't know how you you handle that how, how how do you go because um what is the demand basically from the from the hotels here how mm -hmm. they uh, uh how do you see their difficulty on the day-to-day -day and and what kind of uh, service you can uh, you offer them yeah no that's exactly right um what you were saying earlier about Vaughn and i having a cup of coffee i mean we we're just sitting there and you know we both sort of looked at each other and said you know we should we could train these guys you know we come yeah. from a place where service standards are very high um also kind of tourist based as well being in south africa mm -hmm. and we have been in the service industry both of us as well um, and we knew kind of where to cover where to to fill these gaps in a sense um and we looked at that first from a business perspective but when we thought uh, deeper into it understanding the culture as well we realized it was a win, win, win. So not only could um, our business benefit from it, but the locals could benefit from it as well, learning English and learning these skills to then hopefully, you know, move into uh, 
uh, cruise ships and yeah. bigger hotels and stuff, yeah. and uh, and then also benefit the restaurants because yeah. with uh, better English skills and less with less um, I think confidence is also something I was just about to say I was yeah. going to say less it's nervousness yeah nervousness because sometimes you go to restaurants and you order something and uh, the person repeats your order two times you know mm. to make sure I mean if I go I mean I, I come from a country where the service for palace or mm. hotel is very high and when you order something they don't repeat your order they take the order and, and they, they know it. they do it yeah. and in five minutes and here sometimes the confidence is uh, is missing yeah. uh, because the um, the barrier of the language, you know, and yeah. they want to make sure that they understood and I think what they said. And this fair. is normal what they do. Yeah. But I think what is great in your service is to bring to the next level mm -hmm. to help bring people to uh, uh, higher standards. And because we have people who listen to us, they might want to um, make an hotel or mm -hmm. to have a... Airbnb business, a service or a restaurant, like you yeah. said. And sometimes the difficulty is uh, how can I find people or make mm. sure that they are at the level uh, of uh, experience or skills that I, I expect. Yeah. And uh, uh, this is exactly what you bring to them uh, at the end. Yeah, yeah fun fundamentally, the hotels, the restaurants and the service industries, I mean, we we're also looking at uh, Indomart, Afromart and uh, Circle Case. A lot of a lot of the staff have fundamentals, you know, they've got the basics kind of right. Mm. But what we do is we take those basics and fine tune them. Uh, we turn these basics into habits so that they're never forgotten. Mm -hmm. And once those basics, once that foundation layer is solidified, then, you know, then comes the next level, which is sort of service excellence, where mm. you you add another layer onto um onto that foundation because yeah. that's kind of what we notice it's it's just it's just kind of there yeah it's almost there in the, in the service uh industry i i see two points that's very important mm -hmm. is the the confidence like we said yes yeah because if you have somebody comes to you want to make sure that he knows or she knows what she, uh, the per they are doing yeah and anticipation mm -hmm. you know because sometimes we train people to uh make the service to take the order for example but how to anticipate what the person wants you know yeah if they finish their glass of water you know when is the right moment to refill the glass of water yeah when is the moment to take the plate you know um it I was uh, sorry to cut you off there it was quite interesting the the last few months that we've been operating and working with these guys often it took just another way of explaining or another way of practicing this this thing you call anticipation we mm -hmm. call it service sequencing yeah. like what do you do once you do something yeah. else and once you break it down um, and you implement that into practice you can see light bulbs yeah. clicking off in these guys going oh my oh my word you yeah, know I see, I see. Um, thank you so much so uh, what kind of, who, who, who are the trainer and now uh, do you think do you have also local people who are uh, in excellence and uh, later that can be also a trainer yeah 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 absolutely so the the way that we did our our build was we looked at English from an English standpoint yeah. I've been I was working in Vietnam with a lot of uh, English teachers and we brought on somebody who's uh, 
expertly qualified in curriculum development in management and things like that but we also coupled him with a local uh, a local guy who who got a scholarship to america and then became a translator with the american military oh yeah between the american <laughs> military and indonesia and we coupled those guys together one to work on sort of the english educational content and then using the uh, bilingual skills of our local interpreter and our local sort of uh, confidence booster yeah. basically and putting those two together um, in an education format and then bringing that to uh, our students and what we've seen already is that that has a massive impact in the way our students are understanding things and the way that our, uh, our students are absorbing the information as well um, it's kind of functional English uh, explained in uh, activities, games, and uh, Indonesian as well. So mm. if somebody doesn't understand something, he can easily then explain it in Indonesian. So they go, okay, that's exactly yeah, what yeah, I because they to need understand. to understand that also what you're, you're explaining to them. Yeah. Even if you, you teach in English, <laughs> people have to, to be able to, to understand what you're, you teach them. Um, so... I see that Bali for this kind of uh, of service is going a lot, and uh, I think it's not only Bali. Uh, we had this discussion. Bali is mm. a is a very huge arch archipelago, and uh, there is a a lot, lot, lots of uh, areas where things are developing. Lombok, yeah. east of Indonesia. Um, I was uh, talking. We talk about cruise ship also, and um, I think people wants to invest. Here, sometimes one of the difficulties they, they have is to find um, sometimes the, the, the perfect match with, yeah. uh, with, the, um, with that job. For example, the cruise ship I was talking, yeah, the people are, are very good seafarers, you know, they yes. used to, to be at sea, they are a good sailor, but so they have to uh, serve in a hotel because it's a, a cruise ship is a floating hotel. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes they might need also uh, some uh, training uh, for their staff. And I think it's a, it's a great opportunity that you, you offer to them. So people who are thinking to invest, sometimes they come and say, hey, where can I find the people? You have very great people. They are very hard worker. You have mm -hmm. a very good uh, workforce uh, in, in, in Southeast Asia, and especially Indonesia. And a and very friendly culture yeah, as well. Yeah. It's one of the things we noticed almost immediately was how absolutely friendly, how nice, how smiley everybody yeah. was. Yeah. Um, which and, and which this is, is difficult to many places you yeah. go in the world. And, and right? actu actually, this is very interesting because you can have the best people who know what to do, but if they are not smiling, if they are not willing to serve yeah. um, their or just clients... just friendly. And, yeah. yeah, and this is the most difficult part to teach. I mean, teaching to somebody to be... Um, uh, smi uh, smiling or to, to willing yeah. to serve. This is natural thing. So I think Bali is great for that and that's why it's attracting a lot of people yeah. here. Yeah, it's because that. the service here and the culture in Bali and the way to welcome people mm. is like nowhere else almost in the world, you know? And yeah. um, just this small thing sometimes that uh, to, to bring to the next level makes a business successful uh, at the end. Yeah, and I this agree. you can teach. Agree. The other part you cannot teach. It's part of the culture. Mm -hmm. yeah, and the other part can be teach. And uh, what you bring is to make the, the, the perfect uh, uh, things. So 
now yeah the, i understand your your business idea and you said yeah you were with your friends mm -hmm. um to uh to have a coffee how fast did you develop that how, how fast uh, it, it was difficult to uh, to develop or Uh, the business because maybe people are listening now they want to, they say okay me too i have a very great idea yeah. and i want to create my business um did you it was difficult for you to understand the, the regulation how you could operate or did you have some uh difficulty stress how, how i'm going to do it or i think for we were very lucky Yeah. We we met the right people at exactly the right yeah. time, and that's the most Bali thing I could ever say. You know, everything happens for a reason. Yeah. All of our chakras were aligned at the right time, um, but we attracted the right people at the right time. Mm. Uh, when I say it was down to the wire, it absolutely was down to the wire. But we did get the right people on board at the mm. right time. The right investors came yeah. on board at the right time, and the right people that understood our vision came on at the right time as well. And then to be honest, from then it was very, very easy. Yeah. Um, we had a lot of ideas in the chamber at the time, but this we got behind and we went all in on this. And mm. then from there, everything else was easy. Yeah. I think uh, when I was prepping for this, uh, for this podcast, I, actually, I was trying to figure out what the most, the, Challenge or the biggest the challenges yeah. were. And if I look at them, they were very small considering... Yeah what you would normally face. I mean, I think the one thing I wrote down was uh, looking for a facility to find out where all of these students were going to come from on their way to the restaurant. Uh, and that that was a little bit challenging. Um, and to be honest, I think the challenges that we are facing have yet to come. I think there's a lot of stuff that we're going to face when it comes to expansion. Um, but other than that... So, I yeah, basically, in a, just in a few weeks, you are... Everything was ready and you can operate. Yeah, yeah. but then that's kind of what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, if you understand who to speak to, which is, yeah. you know, kind of like you guys, yeah. um, it makes things a lot smoother. It makes things yeah. a lot easier. And then you're able to kind of like myself and my partner, we were able to do what we needed to yeah. do and not have to worry about yeah, that. that. That's that's the good point. You said is you're right, you met the right people and you use the right people. Yeah. And most of the time, Sometimes people, you speak to them and say, hey, I have the ID, but I don't know how to do it. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I'm not sure with Indonesia how it works. It's not complicated. No. I mean, it's not impossible to do it. You just need to use the right people mm -hmm. and to know the, the good people. You can come to Indonesia. You can even set up a company, for example, even from uh, overseas. You know, yeah. in two weeks you make a company. It's it, it's not long time. It's mm -hmm. not a long timing. After depends what kind of activity you want to do. You know, some activities thing, yeah. you need a specific license. Mm -hmm. uh, if, for example, for English teaching English, you want to be certified to give a diploma, you will need a license yeah. for that. Um, but for a restaurant, it's quite fast. Except yeah. if you want to make, for example, alcohol license, you ne will need to apply later for that. But yeah. Yeah. But th the point is, Indonesia is, is like you. You can be in a car, in a coffee, in mm -hmm. a coffee shop. You can have a coffee with uh, with an investor, with a friend. If you have the great idea, there is great people. I mean, Amarab or other people can be used. And at the end, mm -hmm. you know, what is important is what is your idea and what is the energy you want to do. Yeah. And after people help you, for sure, there is the regulation is dif is difficult because it's not 
your language or it's uh, mostly uh, difficult to find the regulation in English in Indonesia. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes people come and can you translate, give me the regulation? Yes, but it's in uh, Bahasa Indonesia, yeah. so it's very difficult. But otherwise, it's, it's very smooth. It's ma- very smooth. It's not a complicated country to uh, to invest. And I yeah. think uh, that um, if you know how to do it, and it's easy after for sure. Yeah, the location is difficult sometimes. Yeah, because <laughs> especially for you, because uh, h- how big is your space? What do you have? Uh, so, right yeah, now, w- our facility in Uluwatu is 150 square meters per floor. Uh, on our first floor, we, we run serviceable, which is what we were discussing earlier. Mm-hmm. Since the inception of that company, we'd also noticed that there was a large need for staff. And it's interesting you spoke about cruise ships and, and things like that mm-hmm. and where these people come from. Mm-hmm. Um, the recruitable company then, we attract people without training and we train them free. And then we place them on cruise ships or oh, yeah. we place them on in restaurants or in hotels once we train them with the basics of English and uh, service, depending on what they do. So at the moment, we, uh, with Recruitable, we do uh, bar, barista, chef, and waitress. Oh, nice. Yeah. So we train them from scratch. They don't have to pay a thing. Uh, and that's our second story of, of the building. Um, one thing that was a little bit challenging at first, especially from people that needed investors, was paying everything up front. That was something that was new to us. Yeah, yeah, We yeah. don't... For the it, rent, you mean? For rent, yeah. Yeah, because... Almost you, everything, you, really. you have a lease, eh? This is a lease agreement. Yes. And the point is, uh, with the market here, at the moment with uh, properties mm-hmm. uh, that you, you try to find for a business or for yourself or for anything... If you rent something, I don't know in South Africa, but in Europe, if you rent something, you pay per month. Yeah. Or you the pay, biggest the yeah. biggest lump sum you pay yeah. is maybe two or three months yeah. up but, front. But, but yeah, if you rent, they will ask you for ten years. Yeah. You know, or yeah. if you rent for two years, they will rent for two years. But the contract in two years, you have to renew again. Yeah. In France, it's a undefined undefined contract, meaning that until somebody break the contract, yes. the contract is break is broken and. Um, otherwise, you pay per month. Yeah. But here, it's very important to people who once, if you're looking here to invest, just make sure also sometimes you have enough uh, cash also mm-hmm. to invest because uh, the facility most of the time they ask you to uh, to pay in advance, like yeah. you said. Or you can find a lease for one year, for example, but you will have to pay one year. Uh, yeah. yeah. So it's uh, it's I think it's a very important part of your budget when you're uh, when you start a business. Mm-hmm is the location, especially if you need offices or things. Yeah. Um, but it's not only for, for foreigners. I know somebody that's uh, Indonesian, she has a laundry, okay, and the owner is asking two years in advance, you yeah. know, because he's saying I can rent to somebody else because Bali is attracting so much people mm-hmm. uh, now that there is a demand on the yeah. on the property. So the owners, they say, why am I going to rent to you per month because I can find somebody yeah. uh, to rent it, uh, paying me two years in advance. And people yeah. are willing to pay as well. Yeah. So yeah. The, the, the demand for property at the moment is so high that yeah. uh, the owners can can literally ask for whatever they want yeah. and people will pay it. And yeah. I think it's very similar with land as well. Yeah. Land has, yeah, it's has uh, rocketed uh, that. It, it's, it's very, um, very interesting that because a um, um, lot of people, you know, the lease also, so I mean the rent, Mm-hmm. Uh, I prefer the term rent than lease because you rent something basically, you yes, know. Yeah. 
and uh, sometimes it's 20, 25 years lease, you know, and they ask you. So people say, I'm buying a house. No, they are leasing, uh, so renting something. Yeah. But they ask them to rent something for 25 years in advance, mm -hmm. which is a huge amount when you rent something, you know? It's, uh, it's, it's, so when you come here, really. You're basically paying off the property in one go. Yeah. Yeah. You pay it off. You, I mean, yeah. f uh, understanding what you could build a house or a small property yeah. with, with the amount of money that you can do it. Exactly, yeah. The amount that people are charging rent yeah. to one person for one year pays off the yeah. property. So for you, for how long did you take it? For one year? Uh, uh, we took it uh, one to two years. One to two years. And after, yeah. in any case, you were going to expand. Yes. So you yeah. would change the location. <laughs> well, I don't know if we'll change this location. Yeah. This, this is serving Uluwatu quite okay, well. Okay, yeah. Cool, cool. Um, uh, the idea is that you're going to expand in each areas that you are. Exactly. So yeah. you can be close to uh, to your clients, to uh, yeah. the restaurants, hotels. Yeah. Exactly. We, okay. we need to be close enough to our clients, but also close enough to the stream of uh, our our students, because we know that students are coming from all over the island, Tabanan, Denpasar, they're all kind of funneling in. It's easy for Uluwatu because everything is is in a yeah. is in a, is in the, <laughs> the channel. Yeah. So that was that was fairly simple. With Changu, um, Peronan, that was a little bit more difficult because we had to kind of decide: do we go Kuta Semenyak? That's a beast in itself. And then we've also got Changu expanding north. Um, so we yeah, need because to have it's a developing very uh, over there. You have more and more hotel or restaurant developing. Yeah. So it's also uh, an opportunity. Uh, so we could have got a, a big facility, which doesn't really make sense at the moment, or uh, two smaller facilities uh, more strategically placed. And mm. I think that's kind of the angle that we're going right now. And at the moment, uh, and then we'll obviously move to Ubud. Yeah. And then uh, Lombok and then Jakarta. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Big vision already, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. That, that's only that's only Indonesia. We yeah. still we've still got Vietnam, uh, Philippines. Yeah, yeah, yeah because you've Singapore. been to Vietnam uh, five years. You were saying, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And I mean, I think it's uh, it's very fair to say that similar problems exist uh, in Philippines and Vietnam. Yeah. Uh, it's just a question of of. Uh, so do you see difference in Southeast Asia between uh, in terms of uh, what are the um, the advantages? For somebody who wants to in to invest, for example, mm -hmm. in Bali, uh, in hotel, restaurant, or uh, do you think uh, compared to Vietnam, for example, in terms of service, serviceable, like you said, mm -hmm. what is the 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 the, the, the pro and con? Uh, I would say between the the workforce, if we we could say something, or the if, for example, if you go to Vietnam, do you would you focus more on? Uh, on something than compared to Bali, or for example? I think the pros of, and I suppose this is for any industry ever in the world, for, you know, anything. Um, but in terms of the students, in, ter in, ter in terms of the staff members, um, there's great opportunity right now because you can come in and start a business at a, at a, at a fairly low cost. Mm. The pro of working with uh, uh, Indonesians, Vietnamese, um, is that if you treat them well, if you pay, if you respect the culture, if you pay um, what they deserve, then you will probably have uh, staff with you 
grow with you yeah. for life. And yeah, that yeah. is invaluable, I think. If you bring those staff members on from the beginning and they grow with your business yeah. and become managers, you know, owners uh, or, or general managers of the yeah. restaurant or, or hotel. I think this is exactly, it's a very good point that you have, is that sometimes people come to Southeast Asia or come to Bali and, uh, and say, okay, I'm going, <coughs> sorry, and I'm going to develop a business here, an hotel, and because my ROI will be high because I don't pay uh, the people at this uh, uh, salary or range of salary. I mean, in English we say you pay peanuts, you get monkey, you know? Exactly. And um, at the end, if people you pay well, if you treat well, I think that at the end people perform and increase yeah. also their productivity because they feel that the, the, the job they do is... Uh, is they have a reward and um, also f it, it shows something for people who wants to develop business here there is a market for uh, for I would say um, high net um, um, wage you mm -hmm. know because if you have an hotel you can have an hotel at five hundred thousand dollar a night and you have people who, um, who are willing to pay this most of the hotels that are full are not are not only the, the guest house or mm -hmm. or the middle range. It's the hotel with a, with a very high standard, yeah. you know. And so, if people here wants to invest and make an hotel, you can find a very great location remotely or not. And um, because you need uh, some spaces and I mean uh, beautiful mm -hmm. areas. And if you pay them, if you want to promote uh, an hotel at Five, uh, five, five hundred dollar a night or one thousand dollar a night. You need this kind of service behind. Of course. And in yeah. Bali, I think you have the workforce to do it if you pay them, yeah. and they can bring this also this kind of service uh, yeah. behind. And this kind of what uh, uh, service you offer to them, I think, is uh, would be very helpful for for the people who are willing to invest here in uh, in Bali. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm glad you bring that up because. Uh, the restaurants that we've worked with ha all value investing in their staff. There are some people that have said, no, of course, we're going to get no's. Yeah. Um, but there are some people that have said no to us and they don't want to spend that little bit extra yeah. on their staff. And it shows. The, the other reason I bring that up is because I've also worked with many expat investors or many expat business owners throughout Asia, uh, Vietnam specifically, um, and also one or two here in um, in Indonesia. And one of the reasons, they've been operating for years and they have models and they have, um, they're in an industry that can grow if you allow it to grow, but their downfall was that they were unable to invest in their employees yeah, and that stunted their expansion massively. And every single one of those business leaders said one thing to me that, echoed over each of their things is that we're here because labor is cheap and i think that was an absolutely shocking mindset yeah to for go me into this the, is wrong you're not here because labor is cheap you're here because the place is a is is a place that is first attracting people because there is a market because mm -hmm. you have people who wants to come here to be in vacation we have two people who wants to discover the culture you have two people who wants to uh, go scuba diving. You have two yeah. people who wants to go uh, on a on a club. You have two people they wants to see a temple. You have two people mm -hmm. 
who wants to make a trekking on a volcano. So this is a place that's attracting. And because of this market, after you have uh, the service to offer, you know, and when you offer your service after the range of price, most of people, I mean, I, I took myself this example. I can go in a weekend in a, in a hotel that is expensive mm -hmm. or considered as expensive. If the service is here, I, I'm willing to pay. Of course. You know? And you'll come so, back. So, so, yeah, and some people say, um, yeah, it's cheap. I mean, if I complain, I, I'm, I can complain. Uh, if I complain, I don't complain for the price I pay. Mm -hmm. I complain by the service I can get for my price. Yeah. You know, and you have some uh, very interesting hotel and very famous. Uh, um, I'm thinking about Aman uh, had this discussion yesterday. Mm -hmm. This is a very luxury brand hotel, and people are not looking at the price they pay; they are looking at the service. You know, yeah. and coming to Indonesia and say, "Hey, I'm coming here because the workforce is uh, is cheap." I think it's completely wrong in thinking how the world is coming. Yeah, you know, the workforce is the most important things that you have. Your assets are the talent that you hire and is the most uh, valuable things. Yeah. We, we can see now we have the AI developing, okay? Mm -hmm. And AI is is growing so fast now everywhere, in a, every industry, you know? So at the end, what makes the difference at the end? Because you're not hiring somebody to make a report or you're not hiring somebody mm -hmm. uh, to make, um, I don't know, uh, a post on Instagram because even the AI can do it, you know? Yeah. Um, what will make the difference is the service. Yeah, and know? the emotion that the and service And the emotion drives. of the service. And We're emotional creatures. The AI would never bring that. Yeah. You know, at the end, the people, you, your asset, and what will make the difference, it's, it's your people. It's to yeah. who I talk. I go to, it's a smile. It's, yeah. uh, it's like we said, the anticipation is the, the small touch when you're entering your room. Yeah, it's making people yeah, feel special. Exactly, there, yeah. there's, one, there's one restaurant I absolutely love going into, uh, and I almost go there every morning for breakfast, but the first thing I'm greeted with is a, is a fist pump and a high five, you know? Yeah. I don't know. It, it's yeah. just something that, that makes a little bit of a difference. Yeah. It's nothing that's uh, incredibly challenging to do, but it does make a little bit of difference. Everybody's smiling. Everybody's happy. Everybody does their, you know, the thing and and I think that's kind of what we would like to achieve with our service from both serviceable and recruitable is to is to spread that kind of vibe around with uh, with our training and hopefully you know we get to a point where you know it's everybody who's with us is, ha yeah. is smiling and happy you know? exactly yeah and this is what makes the the difference at the end yeah mm. yeah, yeah so yeah I think uh one of the the things also is um you when you're you're making your your business so do you uh well how do you see the market in bali uh, growing now you know mm. because you said okay i'm going to Chengdu, lombok so you, you you're really seeing this service going everywhere in indonesia yes. yeah and what kind of um you're saying the expats do you do you also see over hotel is it is there also a demand from uh, maybe uh, local companies uh, mm -hmm. going are you going to them because in over podcast i talk a lot uh, with uh, the local market and yeah. i think it's important and do you see a different approach also with the the local markets uh, in your in your way to uh, to serve did you think about that i think it's a it's very important because um a lot of experts are developing but 
the biggest investments are also uh, done by by local people, by yeah. people from Jakarta, Java, big uh, Indonesian families that run a lot of businesses that we are, are hoping to get in touch with uh, very soon. Um, and from that, we would also like to expand into not only uh, at the moment, we're just working with restaurants and leaning into hotels, but we'd like to extend that over a couple of other different industries as well. Um, even like your small shops like Circle K and stuff like yeah. that, we'd like to be able to give them a crash course on on English and, and basic sort of yeah. front of house etiquette. Uh, the same goes for beach clubs as well. I know there are a lot of yeah. uh, locally owned beach clubs. That we yeah, like because to most of the owners of the beach club are, are Indonesian. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, the the focus I would say is definitely on on the local investors and yeah. local market. Um, it is great that we're working with a vast mix of of kind of both, and it's kind of nice to get once you get look at that level of of investor, you realize that everybody's just working together to make these awesome things happen in Bali and bring, you know, more people into Bali and yeah. do it in a sustainable way, it looks like yeah. as well, from a lot of the people that we've spoken to. Yeah. So it's really good to see. Yeah, it, it's it's very interesting to see that even not only the expats mm. also are developing and it's uh, the investment most most of the time also is coming from uh, Indonesia itself for yeah. the, their own investment. And when people, if they are listening to us, Again, and I, I, I really insist on that. If you want to develop a business here, mm -hmm. don't forget the local market as well. Don't mm -hmm. forget that most of the investment in Indonesia is the in, in investment from Indonesia itself. Yeah, exactly. Okay, and so you, your clients maybe that you you may target mm -hmm. are not only uh, foreigners investing in Bali. Mm -hmm. And uh, think about bigger because it's very beautiful market to invest. Yeah, and. Uh, it shows also that what you're, you're saying. So if you, if your serviceable has been uh, uh, promoted or, or you sell your service to local people, it shows also that the local and the people also want here mm -hmm. to uh, increase the level of service and the next step. And uh, so this is a very growing country full of opportunity for yeah. me. Yeah, I think uh, I think a good step for your listeners to take as well is you and I were at the funding um, yeah. and we got connected to a lot of uh, local uh, thought leaders and a lot of local businesses, mm -hmm. a lot of people connected to the government as well, yeah. which are really good people to yeah. know. So I, I would say I think one really good step to take as an investor, as an expat that wants to build a business here is link up to as many networking events yeah. as possible and link up to as many business yeah. gatherings as possible because you'll see a lot of the same faces yeah. but those faces will start linking you to exactly the right people to yeah. know and you'll get such a better understanding of the local market and how businesses work locally as well i mean yeah, the yeah, one that yeah. you and i were at was a yeah. was a great example of that yeah as i think well. it's totally right what you say at the beginning okay have a coffee with your partner develop your id have a business plan but at the end also do it properly use a or use a company or use uh, somebody that uh, can help you to navigate also uh, through the creation of the business and things. Yeah. But the networking is very important. Yeah, you need you come. Bali is a very great place for that. We already explained in, in different podcasts. But go to show yourself, talk with people, mm -hmm. even if they are not going to invest in your business, but they can give you some tips on mm -hmm. how to 
prepare yourself how to face different difficulties because yeah. entrepreneurship is a, is a lonely way. You know, you're thinking about yourself, about how you're going to do, or if you have another investor with you, it's great because you mm -hmm. can share it. But if somebody is alone, it's a lonely way. You're alone with your numbers, you're alone with your with your ID, you know, and sometimes you you have difficulty on you can give up. And networking and Bali mm -hmm. is great for that because you can exchange, you can speak with people how to do it. Uh, yeah. talk or talk or even if you're a bit shy and you don't want to do that talk to i mean m hub for example we can help people a business mm -hmm. consultant but not only us there is many people uh, other companies in in the island but don't do it alone try yeah. to always uh, um, meet people uh, yeah. and um, yeah it's after things will come and yeah. uh, and you will succeed yeah for sure you, you'll never you'll never walk away from a networking event not yeah. learning some something yeah. or not having the number of somebody else that uh, will help you a lot of what what they said at the 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 funding i think it was they said use us like figure out a way to use us mm -hmm. and a lot of the expats and the local business owners here that are starting uh, up uh, larger companies to mm -hmm. expand are so willing to help and yeah. and like put you in the right spaces if they're not investing and yeah. and that's you know it's a it's such a it's but a great this is the Bali, Bali, this is the Bali uh, uh, mood and this is the what yeah. you know yeah I mean if you try to make it in New York or uh, in Paris people will not go too much into this kind of uh, uh, they have their own lives they have their their own uh, things they are moving mm -hmm. and and Bali is for that it's very easy to meet people yeah very everybody easy. is 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 so willing to help yeah. one another that's yeah. something I had didn't experience in Vietnam it's certainly something I didn't experience in in South Africa in Cape Town um, but everybody is was willing to go yeah. how can I help you how yeah. can I get this yeah. how can I give you something a little something yeah. that makes you move forward but the local and that was and really also the expat, but the local also are very oh, 100% yeah, yeah that's yeah, what I'm saying yeah yeah, yeah. Everybody's just kind of like, yes, yeah. let's let's all. It's the grow. kindness of Bali. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mama yeah. Bali. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Uh, but thank you. I think we uh, we covered a bit the uh, all the your 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 business and how it's been uh, very growing uh, the mm -hmm. last uh, the last few months and uh, and the market for that. So I think people understand a bit now what they have to do also if they, they want to yeah. create a, a business. So thank you very much for for this podcast it was a, a very great uh, great talk and i hope you everybody learned something mm -hmm. and is willing now to uh, to invest or even to contact you if uh, yeah if they wants to use your service so thank you uh, very much everybody for this uh, uh episode <laughs>